2: As we talked about, uh, the jobs report came out stronger than expected—two hundred sixteen thousand versus an expectation of one hundred seventy thousand jobs created in December. The unemployment rate was supposed to hold steady at three point eight percent; it went down to three point seven. And stock futures are down about one hundred seventy-five points in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Also, want to remind people: programming note, uh, Sunday at ten a.m. WTNH. Uh, Dennis House—he has his show—and uh, I do a little spin on some politics about, you know, the next congressional races and a whole bunch of other stuff. Really. Uh, good conversation. So tune in 10 a.m. on WTNH with Dennis House and myself. I'm mean, gonna think I'm in the second block. Um, listen, a lot to talk about with David Lightman from McClatchy, D.C. Since the economic news is there, it's one of those things, it's funny, today's news, when, and I've worked at CNBC, so I know when good news can be bad news for the market. Right. Right. So, (laughs) you know, the type of thing where it's a a strong economic number, but that might mean no rate cuts in 2024. Exactly. And so on. But it's kind of the story of the the last six months in Bidenomics, isn't it, though? Because the numbers, inflation has come down, there's still growth, even though it's slow, there's a lot of signs of a soft landing and not a recession, but everyone still pins all their economic woes on him. And there's still a lot of problems, but I think his messaging people are, are, are losing this battle.
0: They really are. Uh We looked into this. You know, why in the world doesn't he get credit? I mean, my gosh, the history of modern American politics, you got a 3.7% unemployment rate and everything you cite, not to mention the Dow and the S&P uh, hitting records at the end of uh, 2023. Yep. I mean, normally, you know, the incumbent's rate right a Coast, but no, and uh, part of it is he's not selling it well. Part of it is, and I'm not sure I buy this, but this is what the experts will tell you, prices went up during COVID, um, and they haven't necessarily come down. So people are still getting over that shock. They still don't understand why in the world, you know, it's hard to get a pound of ground beef for under five ninety nine a pound, that sort of thing. Uh Also, though, Biden is, uh, and there's real worry in the Democratic Party that he's just not a good messenger, that he looks old, he doesn't seem to have energy, that he's not out there fighting the fight. Yeah, there's a lot of worry among Democrats about this.
2: Yeah, I think that it's a definite concern about the messaging and the man and, on uh, the disconnect between some of the actual stuff that's happening on the ground. Now, one thing that is the opposite of that is that there's a lot of... And it, it's a similar size problem, for, maybe bigger for Biden. I, I this, Obviously, tons of Democrats, too, are like... Listen, no president's been able to fix the border, but it's bad. And it looks like they're not doing that much, although Democrats are saying, like, we have stuff we want to do, and but the Republicans are now stopping it because it's politically expedient for them. But I, I heard... um uh. Coons, Chris Coons uh, on this the other day and the bottom line is getting more border agents That that's not like, we need some sort of macro mission here to, to fix the whole thing and there's no vision and, and, and it's a real problem for, for Biden
0: It's a huge problem, I mean what he needs is something that looks tough, not just hiring as you say more agents, not just uh, all the fight over asylum and who gets it and who doesn't, all that. that's very important, I don't mean to minimize it but you got to look tough. I mean, say what you want about Donald Trump and his wall, which is, we may never see in our lifetime, but it looked tough, and that's what people want right now. And, you know, look, uh, all week, and con- Congress hasn't been here this week, but uh, reporters like me have been there all week because we're sort of watching these talks between Republicans and Democrats, and they just seem to be going nowhere.
2: Yeah,
0: It's just... Uh, Republicans are, are adamant that they want this bill that the House passed last year, which is a real crackdown. Uh, and Democrats are adamant that no, you got to be compassionate, you get more compassionate, and you have got to figure out uh, ways to let legitimate asylum seekers in. But you know, we're coming up to a political year, and people don't want nuance they want action yeah. they want toughness and they don't seem to be getting it right now
2: I mean I hate to play be callous because I'm in some cushy privileged world which I am but in some ways it seems like you you, you make a hard line and then you can ease it from there as opposed to like slowly tightening just doesn't work it's like teachers our best advice I ever got is be strict early you can always get you know, it would get easier, but to be loose early and try to get strict is the worst possible approach. Uh, we're talking with David Lightman from McClatchy, DC here on Brian and Company. You know, th- then there's this whole issue. Obviously, there's the House investigating Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and then the Democrats come out yesterday and said what some eight million was spent at these hotels. Now I'm just right. curious. I mean, I, the way I remember during the presidency is a lot of these countries said we didn't want to insult him by not staying there, and this is a lot of this information we already knew. I mean, is there anything? They're there
0: yeah i mean as you see it it didn't exactly you know uh blow up the news cycle um yeah it's interesting i mean it, we knew a lot of it before and a lot of it's outrageous no question about it but is it going to have much impact yeah, what's today friday by monday we'll move on no the action in congress when they come back next week is not just centered around biden and impeachment it's going to be uh mayorkas the homeland security secretary they're moving fast on that. Uh, there's going to be a hearing, I think, Wednesday, and they are adamant uh, to impeach this guy. So the re- Democrat report, well, certainly worthwhile and full of substance. Again, I'm just afraid uh, it's going to be not buried, but that's not going to be the yeah. big news.
2: I don't understand. I mean, listen, if the guy's doing a bad job, get him out. But you don't impeach a guy for being bad at his job. That's We would be impeaching people. It's... <laughs> well past sundown so I don't really understand that but I'll say I mean you can hate you can dislike Mayorkas but you can want him out but you don't you you don't impeach him you just force the president to make him step down or something if you really believe it listen you know I just I I hate this using these tools for things that they're not meant for it really bugs me well
0: not only that he's not gonna get convicted in the Senate he's not gonna get the 67 votes needed to convict and even if he somehow steps down, who do the Republicans think is going to replace him? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're not going to suddenly pull someone out of the Freedom Caucus to uh, yeah, run only Security. Right, someone
2: that they love. We're talking yeah. with David Lightman from McLachlan, D.C. I've been fixated because I'm in conversations very frequently with a lot of Haley supporters and. You know, we obviously the slavery slip up, and I'm curious if, right. if there's any lasting effect. And then there's a poll that came out that said, you know, she's only three or four points behind him in New Hampshire now. And right. and now Trump is starting to obviously take notice. And I'm just curious if this is getting any buzz down where you are.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Iowa seems f- f- a, a done deal. Trump's going to win. But New Hampshire has a history of surprising, and New Hampshire also has a history of breaking late. I mean, now play the old guy on you. In 1984, right, Mondale won Iowa. Walter Mondale, the former vice president, won Iowa with 49%. Gary Hart, the senator from Colorado, I think he had something like 16, right? He placed second. But at the time, the story was, who's going to be the alternative to Mondale? Much like the story now is, who's going to be the alternative to Trump? Well, all of a sudden, you go to New Hampshire, and in that eight days, Gary Hart is a superstar. You know, all of a sudden, all the people supporting others started looking at this guy. They liked him. He ended up winning by something like 10 points. He came out of nowhere. Now, he didn't get the nomination because Mondale was well-organized and so on and so forth, and he had a head start. But I could see a Haley scenario like that. You know, she just surges in New Hampshire, moves on to South Carolina and Nevada, and then Super Tuesday, March 5th, states like California – who knows?
2: I, well, let me Trump ask you still. this. If, yeah. if 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 DeSantis finishes third in Iowa, uh-huh. like somehow Haley gets second and finishes third or fourth in New Hampshire, I mean, he's, is he done?
0: In the old days, we'd say yes. However, remember Joe Biden four years ago. Yeah. Right. He finished, what was it, fifth in Iowa and he was, you know, off the charts in New Hampshire. And then, boom, goes to South Carolina, wins big and, you know, the rest. Uh, it's hard to say. He's got enough money to stay in, and it wouldn't shock me if he stayed in until Super Tuesday no matter what, because he does have the money to compete in, most 14 states, I think, including California. He won't, he's he been at this for a year. He, I don't see him giving up that easily. But on the other hand, you don't want to be embarrassed either. You want to hang around just long enough so that if four years from now, eight years from now, you can run credibly. You don't want to be... A joke, if you know what I mean.
2: Yeah. Fastest seven minutes of news, baby. (laughs) Hey, I love it. (laughs) David, it's great. Thanks for the insight. Have a great weekend, buddy. Pleasure.
0: Talk to you next week. All
2: right, David Lightman from McClatchy, D.C. We get it. Attention spans
1: just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?